Welcome to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I am your host, Arthur Yan, co-founder and CEO of Nest Protection Plan. We partner with restorers, contractors, real estate professionals, and other entrepreneurs to increase their revenue, grow their business valuation, and help them build a platform of services for homeowners across the country. We think every American family and property owner deserves peace of mind for their health, indoor living, and longevity, all for less than a dollar a day. Also, I love forming relationships. Add me on Facebook or LinkedIn today and let's connect. Oh, and stick around to the end of this episode. We'll reveal how you or someone you know can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Here we go. Hey, what is going on, everybody? We are very, very thrilled to have you on this episode. This is episode 39 of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I'm your host, Arthur Yan, and we are, we've got a very interesting show for you today. we uh, touching on a subject that we haven't really gotten into yet. Um, we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about um, issues that people have had through the contracting world and everybody really needs to know about uh, their health on different levels. And so that's why we have a fantastic guest and um, we're going to jump right in. We're going to introduce him. Um, he is a chiropractor, a functional health doctor, uh, based out of Nevada City, California. He also has a book out. He's Dr. Mar- Matt Archer. Matt, how are you doing today? Real good, Arthur. Thanks for having me. That's wonderful, man. Thanks for being on. Uh, very excited to have you on the show. And I wanted to jump in. Of course, we always we always start off and get a little bit deeper of an introduction. So can you tell us how you got interested and got started into, into becoming a chiropractor and a functional health expert? Well, um, yeah, so actually I'm a second generation chiropractor. My, my mom became a chiropractor uh, when I was in junior high and, um, she helped me with a bunch of issues over the years. Um, I, I did a lot of, you know, international travel and extreme sports and she kept me, uh, you know, patched up and, and able to keep doing those things as long as I wanted to. Uh, I was actually in a, uh, 10 day silent, Goenka Vipassana meditation course in India when I had this moment of, aha, it's time to be a chiropractor. Um, In chiropractic school, I studied uh, the technique that my mom was using, which is called applied kinesiology, which is a a controversial technique of manual muscle testing that's trying to get answers through muscle testing through a person's nervous system about you know foods they should or shouldn't eat or supplements that might have beneficial or negative effects. Um, but early on in that class, I put my hand up and I said, you know, this testing seems pretty flimsy. I'd like to see something clear. I wanna see a, a clear baseline of strong versus weak before we start trying to make recommendations for people about what they should do around their health. And, um, So that started me on a a process of several years where um, I was looking for how how can we establish a clear foundation for muscle testing? How can we see strong versus weak with any muscle in the body before we start trying to get those answers? And it took quite a few years to figure out, but um, it turns out um, the the reflex point in between the eyebrows that, um, you know, I mean, some people call third eye. I don't I don't really know what what any of that means particularly, but 
that reflex point between the eyebrows, everyone weakens to that point once we clear any of or all of the eight factors that um, that interfere with that reflex. So, I mean, a video that I would love to collaborate with somebody on is to go into a gym and put the biggest, strongest guy down on the table and start muscle testing and demonstrate that within five minutes, uh, we can see, uh, you know, muscles that I can put like all of my weight on, on one, you know, one of those huge legs, um, and then have them touch this point. And I'll literally use usually one finger. Sometimes it takes two, but you know, the difference of a couple pounds of pressure versus well over a hundred pounds of pressure. Um, when you can see muscle testing that that's, that is that clear, uh, and isn't about timing, then you're seeing something that no one has proven to be possible. But I do that with every person on the table. Um, so no one, no one has proven that it's possible to, to have people consistently weaken to a reflex point on the body or that you can instantaneously change muscle strength just by tasting a food or a supplement or something like that. I do that with every patient every day on the table. And it's not... So that when I've demonstrated the kind of muscle testing that I do to people who teach applied kinesiology and are established in that in that field, they say, oh, wait, this is very different than applied kinesiology. You're, you're, you're doing something different here. And they, I've even had people say, I don't think you want to do that. And, and I say, mm, I'm actually quite certain that I do want to do that, because when we do that, we stop chasing peripheral BS and we zero in on the factors that really make a difference. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, you know, I mean, everybody in alternative health is talking about getting to the root cause of everything. And that's a great idea, but I, I don't think it's being done. I mean, I, I appreciate the field of functional medicine and, and the things they're trying to do there and, you know, chiropractors and acupuncturists, and there's lots of good people doing lots of work that absolutely has a decent chance of helping a lot of people with a lot of different issues. But mm -hmm. when you look at the studies trying to prove reproducibility and consistency of results, and if you paid much attention to what's going on in healthcare, the reality is that nothing works all that well. Like the percentage of people with chronic low back pain that can actually get a solution to that low back pain, whether it's surgical or diet and exercise or acupuncture or, applied or chiropractic or whatever it is, like the results across the board are really not very good when you put any of that into a study. And I'm pretty certain I know why. And that's kind of an extraordinary claim to make because I'm just a chiropractor in a small town. And who's going to go to a chiropractor for an autoimmune condition or horrible digestive issues or bad hormonal issues or maybe migraines? I, I mean, migraines is something somebody walks in the door with migraines and I'll just say, look, if you apply this and follow up with me, uh, a few times over the course of eight weeks, I can basically guarantee you that by eight weeks, you'll know that you're dramatically better or you've no longer got migraines. Mm -hmm. And that's an, that, that claim has to sound absurd to a lot of your listeners because you know, people don't have a solution for migraines out there. I mean, sometimes Imitrex works or you know, sometimes people find certain trigger foods and they avoid those and they do better. But um, the reality is most 
of the pain of most of the uh, complaints that I just mentioned, I mean, back pain or neck pain or migraines, autoimmune, digestive, all those kind of things. Like I get to say the same thing, which is that, uh, you know, if, if you'll come in, if you'll follow my protocol and hang in there for eight weeks and follow up with me a few times over that, over that time period, you'll know by eight weeks beyond a shadow of a doubt that it makes a dramatic difference in terms of your symptoms. So wow. uh, it, it's is. an incredible thing to be able to say. And it, it, like I said, it, um, I'm a skeptical person. I brought skepticism to muscle testing. I can understand people saying, wait, what, how can a chiropractor do that? But, um, it's what we do and, um, <laughs> we just, we can do that consistently. So, you know, ideally, um, we work with people in the office. Uh, I do work with people re remotely. Of course, I don't have a way of muscle testing people remotely. I'm not, you know, that kind of wizard or whatever. Um, but, uh, but if people are, you know, anywhere from the San Francisco Bay area to Reno, then we're a reasonable trip, uh, and we can get people great results, but even working remotely, uh, there's a lot that we can troubleshoot just cause I've walked enough people through this. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we well, get great results with damn near everything. <laughs> well, and it sounds like it. I mean, and I, you, you just unpacked so much there. I, for one thing, I was going to, I was going to highly recommend if you don't already have some videos, you should have some videos of uh, going in, like you said, taking the strongest guy in the gym and really just being able to, uh, to bring down the muscular uh, scale of, of what he's doing by, you know, through, I don't know if that's due to the frontal lobe, I'm assuming you would know, but, um, but, you know, and, and then of course there's a reason for why people may, you know, some people may be a little skeptical and that's just because it's the same, it's the same thing where we've done all these systematic things. Everybody systematically goes through elementary, middle and high school, even though that may not be the best way to do your education. It's just what we know, just like, what we know is to go to the doctor's office and get some prescriptions and, you know, they, they do a standard diagnosis and then you get moved on next patient. And it's like, yeah. that's, um, we're all just kind of programmed to think that way. But when we're, when we take the time to think a little differently, like you said, and look at, you know, Hey, that maybe there's a reason why we're not getting, uh, you know, relieved or cured or, or, you know, there's no, I mean, I was going to ask you about uh, maybe some of the common back issues. I know, you know, my father-in-law, he's a, re he's a semi-retired builder. You know, I'm a contractor. Thankfully, uh, I don't think I've got any major back issues yet, but I know a lot of people in the industry, whether it's from lifting heavy things, you know, falling off ladders, there's all kinds of different ways. So what have you seen in that department as far as common back issues and how you're able to um, treat them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great question. Because, you know, I am a chiropractor. And so, uh, you know, I can give people chiropractic adjustments and, and there are times where that can be a useful tool for getting people out of pain, but does it address an underlying cause of why they're having pain? I don't think so. You know, the, the muscles move the bones, the neurology control controls the muscles and the neurology is all impacted by what's going on internally. So the patterns of muscle weakness that drive low back pain or, or upper back pain or neck pain are all about uh, weaknesses on the front of the body that are caused by internal issues 
that cause the opposing muscles on the back side of the body to be tight and contracted. So that's how I look at, you know, at pain in any situation. If somebody has a whiplash injury and they've got neck pain, I'm looking at the muscles in the front um, because that's where the initial injury was that causes the muscles in the back of the neck to become tight and contracted. So um, I, I ran a study out of my office back quite a few years ago where I had a bunch of people come in who had chronic low back pain and I didn't touch them. I didn't adjust them other than shake their hand, you know, and, and we ran a study over the course of eight weeks where I just said, uh, okay, you've all got chronic low back pain, fill out low back pain, disability questionnaires. And, uh, and the only thing I want you to do is take cow's milk dairy products out of your diet. You can eat goat dairy, you can eat butter because the large proteins are removed from butter that are the offending factor in, in cow's milk dairy products. Um, but otherwise take dairy out of the diet. And so over that eight weeks, half of the people in the study averaged about a 70% improvement in their low back pain. And so that was pretty great result. And yet what I learned is I should have let the study run more like three or four months because a fair number of people in the study who didn't get a great result during the eight weeks called me up later and said, Oh, it finally clicked. And my back pain has gone away. Um, I tried to publish that study and I'm not a researcher. I would love to collaborate with a researcher. I'd love to find a, you know, billionaire who wants to fund um, some big studies in health because there's, there's things like that that we could show um, with, you know, if you have the proper PhD right in the study, uh, and, and, you know, like I didn't go through the step of an ethics review board to make sure it was ethical to ask people to take cow dairy out of their diet for eight weeks. So that was like a no, a non-starter for, for getting the, the study published. So yeah, it might not be ethical to, to say, don't eat dairy for eight weeks. Who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, the results were fantastic. And, um, I don't think that reaction to milk protein is the biggest cause of low back pain. But for quite a few people, it's a very significant factor. And and I've there's other people who I've you know I've I've met on the street or or you know locals around town, and maybe someone who I know is never going to come see me, but they're having back pain, and they say, well, you might just try cutting dairy products out of your diet for a few weeks and see if it makes a difference. And I've had those people run into me again a year later or something and say, I can't believe it. If I don't eat dairy, my back is fine, and then if I eat some, I've got a back pain for a few days and it's become obvious. And so I'm telling everybody and everybody thinks I'm crazy. And I say, yeah, thanks. Welcome to my world. You know, <laughs> uh, I've been there. So the reaction to milk proteins is huge. It, it causes weakness of the psoas, uh, which are associated. They have a neurologic association with the kidneys and um, the psoas are the primary muscles of core strength that attach to all of our lumbar vertebra and the intervertebral discs. So that's one component that will cause weakness of those muscles. But an even bigger and more common cause is chronic intestinal infection, um, which most people would describe as dysbiosis, meaning something going wrong with the gut microbiome. Um, and for some people that creates obvious digestive symptoms like IBS or colitis or, you know, other, other conditions like that. Other people, they'll come in and they'll say, no, doc, my, my digestion's fine. I can eat anything and 
everything works perfectly. And I say, yeah, but you have this pattern of weakness that we can demonstrate here on the table that we see go away when you just taste the enzymes that we use to clear intestinal infection. Uh, and I know that seems fantastic, but I've been through this enough times to tell you that if you take these enzymes for three weeks, you will digest out the thing that's in the intestine that shouldn't be there. And it may not be the only cause of your low back pain, but it is a major cause that's often involved um, with chronic low back pain. Mm -hmm. So my, my book actually lays out like um, my book is the protocol for health, seven unexpected solutions. And the first of those seven solutions is um, how to use these enzymes to clear what I call intestinal infection. And then also how to strengthen stomach acid, um, which is the reason that pathogens made it to the intestine in the first place. Or that's usually the reason that they got there in the first place is weak stomach acid uh, that, that didn't kill those pathogens in the stomach. Um, I think that weak stomach acid is essentially universal. Again, there's a way that the kind of muscle testing that I do demonstrates that. And I think it's due to zinc deficiency. Uh, and there were some studies that came out a few years ago that showed that elevated atmospheric CO2 interferes with the ability of plants to uptake zinc. And I think that's one of the key reasons that zinc is deficient in everyone. But again, I think it's a critical blind spot that laboratory tests can't identify because, um, you know, the, the percentage of you know, the amount of zinc that we have in our body is really small and we can't store it in the body. And so if everyone in the world is dealing with less zinc in the body, because we're all eating plants that grew in the same atmosphere, then, you know, where is your, where's your healthy, normal baseline? It's not there. So, so again, uh, you know, like to have a laboratory test to determine, well, is a person zinc deficient? I mean, those kind of tests test what's in the blood, but where these, where minerals generally work is in the tissues. So does calcium get into the tissues where it's needed into the muscles for muscle contraction and into the bones for, for muscle, for bone strength? Um, does magnesium get into the muscle of the heart where it's critically needed or not? Um, I think all of that hinges on weak stomach acid. We get to see simple supplements create phenomenal results quickly when we get stomach acid strong first and then use simple, good quality supplements. Then we see not only absorption, but utilization of minerals and vitamins to a degree that most people don't get to see. So those are other factors in, um, in low back pain. Oh, wow. Um, if you don't mind, let me let me back up for a second. You mentioned the video, and I should mm -hmm. mention that as well. I did put a video up. Um, there's a link to it on my website there, the, the protocolforhealth.com. There's also, a, you can find it on the cover of my book, uh, a link to it. Um, but I did do a video with um, a, a friend and patient of mine. And so uh, he's a big, strong guy. And yeah, could we have been faking that and, you know, like falsifying he you know like that's not what we did um so that's where it's a great demonstration and it see it shows phenomenal changes in his strength 
but for a higher impact video, it would be really fun to go into a gym and just work with people who I'd never met before and, and, uh, you know, help skeptics like myself to say, no, that guy clearly is trying hard <laughs> and he's getting beaten with one finger by, you know, Dr. Well, and it's funny. I recently got back from uh, Iceland, a, a trip to the country of Iceland. And nice. I actually uh, got to meet and hang out with the actor uh, that plays the mountain in the show Game of Thrones. You know, oh, he's yeah, like cool. six foot 10, 300 something pounds just a beast yeah. of a guy. And, yeah. you know, that would be amazing to just see him be brought down his knees. That would, that would be a great <laughs> video to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, it's by no means a strength contest. And I, I try not to, um, you know, uh, think about, it's not about bringing people down to their knees. I mean, I did well, have a, yeah, a power... just seeing the power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a patient in my office one day, a power lifter, and I demonstrated this change in strength. And I, I literally used one finger and pushed his leg to the table after I'd had all my weight on it. And he literally screamed when I did the muscle test. Oh, and wow. I, I was like, no, no, you know, this, this is good news. It means, you know, I can identify these weaknesses. It means we can make you stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, but he wasn't having it. <laughs> he yeah. never came back. <laughs> he was gone. Um, I have awesome. worked, but I have worked with a fair number of athletes and, um, absolutely translates into athletic performance you know like everybody is talking about core strength exercises you know it's it's developed as a fad over over the last 40 or 50 years and at the same time the prevalence of chronic low back pain has skyrocketed i, I think it's tripled and i think those studies are out of date it's probably quadrupled by this point um way more people have chronic low back pain than ever before and, you know, 85% of low back pain, no one can even determine the cause, um, let alone have a decent treatment for it. Mm -hmm. And I get to see those muscles of core strength. They're inhibited in most people uh, when you can isolate them and when you can test them clearly with that clear baseline. And, um, you know, people who are doing crunches every day. I mean, for a, for a small percentage of people, if you just do crunches every day, you can... Um, you know, either prevent or minimize your low back pain. And, and so that's great when there's a, a simple, safe solution that works well. But statistically, it, it doesn't work for that many people. Um, but when we clear intestinal infection with three weeks of enzymes, that weakness in the psoas goes away quickly and low back pain does as well. And, you know, I used to have low back pain frequently and now I never do. I used to have upper back pain and arthritis in my neck, even when I was in my, you know, when I was in chiropractic school. So in my late twenties, early thirties, and now I don't, I don't deal with that stuff anymore. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's an awesome thing to be able to share with people. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, and you're, you're a walking example of what you know how to do and how you know how to uh, address these kinds of issues that are underlying. Um, yeah. And also, I wanted to ask you, too, because you you uh, mentioned, I know it's, uh, I think it's mentioned in your new book, and you've got a lot of emphasis on things like immune system issues, uh, Lyme disease related issues, and that kind of thing. And also yeah. another big issue, which is uh, mold and indoor mold and, and inhalation have. of those types of molds and mycotoxins. There's a lot of awareness growing behind that. So can you tell us some of the effects that you know of from, from those types of issues with mold and contamination and that type of thing? Well, yeah, I mean, um, 
I mean, clearly it, it drives all kinds of sensitivities and all kinds of issues. Um, uh, as far as what are, what all the effects are, I, I mean, I just get people come in and they've got a whole long list of health complaints and some of them it's, it's clearly connected to when they moved into a new house or when they finally pulled the bed away from the wall and they saw black mold all over the wall and then they realized where things were coming from. But we know that, you know, some people can live in a super moldy environment and they've got no issues and other people, it's just a minute amount of mold and it wrecks them. And so what, you know, what drives those underlying issues? And so again, that's where that, if that person comes to my office, I just say, look, I've worked with these kind of issues a bunch and it may seem strange that my solution is essentially the same for this as it is for low back pain, as it is for bad periods, as it is for migraines, as it is for damn near everything. But seven unexpected solutions means I think these are the primary underlying issues that almost everyone is dealing with. And when we deal with those things, sensitivities go way down. So clearing intestinal infection, strengthening stomach acid. Um, unfortunately, most people with significant health issues, I see that they're reacting to the four main subsidized foods in this country, corn, soy, cow dairy, and wheat. So um, particularly when health issues are bad, you know, those foods are usually involved. And the small amounts of corn that go into like virtually all supplements and most things in a can or a jar, uh, they matter. You know, the, the corn that's in your toothpaste, it, it matters if you're one of those people who reacts to that, but corn isn't even considered one of the major allergens. It's, you know, it's, it's not in the, the top seven or eight or whatever the list is now. Um, but part of that is because it's so rare that people fully take it out of the diet because it's in everything, you know, it's, it's the number one, subsidized food it's the number one source for most food additives so mm -hmm. um so eating those foods and having chronic intestinal infection which compromises the gut lining and allows allows food proteins to get into the blood then particularly foods that we weren't designed to eat fruit foods that we only started eating when we invented agriculture or eating in significant quantity uh, and then relying on those so heavily and eating them in worse and worse forms with more and more chemicals on them and all that stuff, that is definitely part of what drives it. You know, like, so seasonal allergies, mold, um, you know, forms of eczema and asthma and all that stuff. It's, it's all coming from the same place as far as I can see. And there are issues that as a chiropractor, it's like, well, I, I can't really claim to treat those. You know, I can't write diagnosis codes around those things, but um, you know, I can make recommendations just in terms of general health. What are the things that we do? And well, I can test a person on the table and I can get them an answer with a hundred percent certainty of, are you reacting to corn or soy or dairy or wheat or nuts? And I'm doing it with a technique that's no one's proven to be accurate or reproducible. So I can't call it a, di a diagnosis. I just say, run the experiment for yourself. And that's an important and powerful thing to be able to do because if you look into laboratory testing around food allergies and food sensitivities and all that stuff there's no test out there that has been proven to be accurate or reproducible they're all mm -hmm. full of false positives and false negatives 
so much so that the, the medical gold standard of food allergy testing is food challenge, which just means eat a bunch of it under medical supervision and see how sick you get. And yeah. that's the best test they have. So it's, it's like not, an allergy not test, the, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you can get useful clues sometimes from blood tests or genetic testing or things like that. And it's, it's great when you get useful information, but so often people are dealing with horrible health issues, like the things created by mold and they'll go to the doctor and they'll say, well, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to change your environment or you just have to, you know, whatever, take steroids or something. Um, but it, it highlights that laboratory tests don't have the sensitivity, don't have the accuracy that we need to get to the bottom of these issues. So, um, yeah, so clear, you know, those, those things I mentioned, strengthening stomach acid, clearing intestinal infection, avoiding the four main subsidized foods, um, vitamin and mineral deficiencies, pretty universal, uh, because of weak stomach acid and the inability to really move those, uh, components into the tissues where they're needed. And that's what you need to heal everything. You know, that's what you need to maintain your muscles or your gut lining or your liver or whatever. If you're not adequately absorbing and utilizing your nutrients, how are you supposed to rebuild your tissue? So, mm -hmm. you know, knee replacements are off the charts and hip replacements are off the charts. Everybody's having it done. You know, we want to inject stem cells or some, you know, miracle therapy that's supposed to create the solution, but we should be able to repair our tissue. And so if intestinal infection is driving inflammation, if eating foods that we weren't designed to eat is driving inflammation, if we can't absorb and utilize the nutrients that we need to heal, then we're dealing with a bunch of inflammation and we're dealing with poor absorption of all our nutrients. How are you supposed to rebuild your tissue under those conditions? Yeah. And it's, it's subtle. It's long-term. It's, you know, it's like, it's slow enough that people say, oh, you've been walking too much. That's why your knees are deteriorating. Well, like we're, we're supposed to walk. In fact, <laughs> you know, so, so a lot of things I'm talking about, they're long, they're complicated. You know, it's, it's, yes, my book is designed for an ambitious do it yourself or like you could do it. It's yeah, it's better if you've got me to guide you through it, but the book is there. I, I don't hold back in the book. I probably give away too much information in the book so that, you know, I want people to be able to pick this book up and, and do it. Um, but, um, oh shoot, I derailed my train of thought. Where was I headed there? Uh, <laughs> well, probably you were talking too much. It means I'm <laughs> no. talking too much and I should hear what, what your next question well, is. Well, and I was just going to say, I mean, just like the quote that you said at the beginning of the show where, um, where I, I guess is before we started recording where, I mean, the, the health is the root of everything. I mean, if you don't have yeah. health and we're not able to to go around and function and do every nor everyday normal activities, then, I mean, what do we have? We got nothing. So yeah. we've got, um, and it, it makes complete sense. I mean, we're in a society where, you know, when I traveled recently, as I mentioned to Iceland, I noticed that they can clearly, they use, use less sugar. They use less preservatives in their foods and, um, yeah. You know, there's so much uh, behind it that people just aren't thinking about. It's, it's a lot more to it than just uh, the traditional doctor's visit and, you know, replace something or take something. And um, and I'm really glad you're touching on all you've touched on all this, Matt. Um, <laughs> and before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you, I always like to kind of jump into a little fun question because, 
you uh, you obviously live kind of near Tahoe. You don't live too far from Yosemite. So what do you what do you like to do? Do you ski? Do you go hiking? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, my history was, you know, like as a kid, I got into dirt bikes and then I started skiing and I started I lived at ski resorts and I jumped off cliffs with skis and then I fell in love with whitewater kayaking and I started traveling all around the world. And, you know, I ran 40 to 50 foot waterfalls and ran rivers and flood stage. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty well insane in the, in the sports department for a long time. Um, <laughs> 15 years ago, we had our first kid and, um, I'm pretty content now with hiking, you know, like, uh, my eldest is likes to go backpacking as well. So, uh, we do some great backpacking trips and um, we live in a beautiful place. So it's like uh, sometimes it's hard to to go anywhere because the view from our living room is is phenomenal. Um, but um, but yeah, hiking and spending time with my kids and enjoying our our little town. Nevada City is a, a beautiful spot, you know, from the from the gold rush and a lot of cool people around. So it's a neat That's place awesome. to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I I need to get out there and check out the sequoias. I know they're close by too, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're way great. south. They're way south, and I I uh, I should get back down there myself. It's been a little too long. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you had some extreme. You were extreme athlete. Now you kind of toned it down a little bit, but but um, that's fantastic, Matt. I appreciate everything that you've shared there's so much good information you've shared because our health is really just i mean that's the bottom line what's what's important i mean that's how we're going to keep running our businesses going to keep working um and and just functioning so matt once again thanks for being a guest a very very honored to have you on oh and, thanks so uh, much arthur great to be here thank you and uh he's dr matt archer uh his new book that is out is called the protocol for health uh, you can check it out at protocolforhealth.com. And he is a chiropractor and a functional expert, Dr. Matt Archer. Matt, thanks, man. And uh, we'll we'll talk again. And right. that's going to do us do it for the this episode of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. We'll check y'all next time. Have an excellent week. Arthur Yon here. Thank you so much for listening to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. If you are a successful restorer, contractor, or home service provider who would like to be on this program, please visit jointhenestteam.com slash go. If you got something out of this interview, would you also share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag HSSP Spotlight. I love seeing your posts, love seeing your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and your reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, jointhenestteam.com slash go, or follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.